Hey lady, I'm your host, Laura Day. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to invite you to join my personal weekly newsletter. By joining, I will keep you up to date on all the episodes and also any opportunities to make confessions for those episodes. I'll also be sending you invitations to exclusive online events and keeping you in the loop for something new and exciting that I have planned for Confessions of a Surf Lady. So stay up to date with me. I promise I won't spam you. You can join my newsletter by going to confessionsofasurflady.com forward slash join, or you can click the link in the show notes. And if you're on Instagram, you can also click the link in bio and join my newsletter there. All right, let's get to our episode. Hey lady, I'm your host, Laura Day. Welcome to episode 17 of Confessions of a Surf Lady, the first women's surfing podcast. This episode is a solo episode. It's just me. Hi. Before we get started, I just want to put a really quick disclaimer in here that this episode is probably not great for children or anyone who might require earmuffs. <laughs> so just in case, if you're driving in the car and you have a little one, you might want to save this one for later. All right, let's get to it. I've had a couple of things on my mind and I thought that it would be great to share them here. And I shared a couple of these things on Instagram about a month ago and you guys chimed in and gave me your confessions to some of the things I was thinking about. So I thought we should put it on the podcast and put it out there um, and discuss. So this episode is called Healthy Boundaries for a Happy Surf Life. And I want you to hear me out. Can surfing less actually make you happier? I know it sounds crazy. Who the hell would want to surf less? (laughs) If you know anything uh, and have been following me for a while, you'll know that I've moved recently, not even recently, actually it's been a year at this point, but last year I moved from San Diego to LA because I had gone through a major breakup. So super major big changes in my life, not to discount all the other crazy things that have been going on in the last couple years. In this time through just healing from this past relationship, I've really started to reflect on healthy boundaries and just a healthy mental lifestyle. And I've been thinking about how this applies to my surfing. Here in LA, there are two breaks that are really, really amazing breaks, like amazing waves. And if you live and surf in LA, you'll probably know which breaks I'm talking about. And even if you don't live here or surf there, if you know anything about surfing in LA, I'm sure you can guess what breaks I'm talking about. But anyways, upon moving here, these were some of the breaks that I was getting out to, not super often, but every once in a while. And I had already known that surfing here was going to be so different than surfing in San Diego. I knew that I was going to have to mentally prepare myself and be ready to be more physically alert, physically aggressive, as in moving around to catch waves, and also just be on guard for any aggressions that were going to come towards me. So I was coming to these breaks kind of with that mental attitude and that mental toughness, I was also coming to these breaks just knowing that if I didn't set my expectations lower, 
then, you know, I was going to have a bad time. So I also try to approach it from this attitude of being grateful and happy to be there. So in the time that I've been here, I've surfed at these breaks a couple times and have just experienced how crazy they can be and how aggressive and honestly toxic some of these surf spots can be. I've had my own personal confrontations that are just outlandish and I've heard of other people's confrontations that have just been outlandish and insane and I would come to these breaks and start to think like what the hell why do I even surf here this is crazy like it's just not even fun even with all the gratitude and happy positive attitude you can bring it's just out there insane and I would say this to my friend like why do we even surf here but then there'd be this moment where you catch a wave and realize it is one of the most beautiful waves you've ever surfed. (laughs) And for a while, I was thinking to myself, okay, that's why I come here, to get a chance at catching this freaking perfect right-hand peeling wave. But even as good as this wave is, you still have to experience such an amount of aggression and toxicity To even just get the chance to paddle for one and get into one. And I know it sounds like I'm being super, super exaggerative, but those that know, they know, and it's totally called for how exaggerated I sound. But yeah, I mean, is it really, really worth coming into this tense and stressed aggro lineup to have a chance to catch this amazing wave? And just in this time that I've been healing from my past relationship and really, really starting to put these strict boundaries on what I want my experience to be in and out of the water, I just realized it's not worth it for me. And I, in my mind, just decided to say, you know what, I just don't need to surf there anymore. And for those of you that surf there, I'm I'm pretty sure you're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, don't, don't surf here. I'm not saying that I'll never surf there, but you know, like it just doesn't have to be my first choice. And it's funny because I actually just got an invitation to surf there today. And in that invitation was prefaced, you don't surf here, do you? But I was really inspired to do this episode because I wanted to leave you with this analogy. This is from Bling Empire. If you've ever watched Bling Empire, it's a reality show on Netflix and it features an all Asian cast. Uh, It's of these super crazy rich Asians, basically. And that's like a whole different topic I could go into on how amazing it is to have that Asian representation, even though I'm not crazy rich like these people. But anyway, if you haven't watched it, there's a girl in the show. Her name is Kelly, and she has a boyfriend, and his name is Andrew. And one of her friends, Anna, which is like the most blinged out, like richest woman on the show, takes them on a trip to Paris. And Anna witnesses Andrew being super toxic to Kelly on the phone. And, you know, like a good friend, Anna asks, why are you even with this guy? Of course, you know, Kelly's like, he loves me, blah, 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 and all that stuff. But there's one thing that Anna said that I am going to directly relate to some of these waves, these amazing, amazing waves, these 
these beautiful right hand peeling waves. Anna says, ain't no dick that good. Ain't no dick that good. So for me, the healthy boundary that I've set with my surfing is the mentality that ain't no dick that good. There's no wave that good where I need to be feeling super tense and in basically a verbally toxic environment to get the chance to catch this amazing, beautiful wave. And that's my personal, personal boundary. I'm not telling anyone what they need to do or not need to do. But I just want to leave you with these words of inspiration from Anna Shea. Just because you're a surfer and you identify as a surfer doesn't mean you have to surf at places, surf at times, surf with people that just don't feel good to you. You can create those healthy boundaries. Even if it means that you surf less, it might actually be more fun. Because I don't care how good that wave is. Ain't no dick that good. Thanks for hearing me out on that. And of course, the conversation would not be complete if I didn't share confessions from you, our listeners. So, here are some of your confessions to what boundaries have you created to keep surfing fun for you. Not focusing so much on wave count and more of the experience of just being out there. That's a good one. That's super important too. Sometimes it can be so easy to compare yourself to other people who are catching more waves, but you also have to remember, at least I've noticed in my my case sometimes, sometimes the board you're surfing just isn't going to allow you to catch as many waves as they will, uh, especially on really small mushy days. So it is really important to not focus on that wave count all the time. And yeah, and definitely just... Be grateful for that experience of being out in the water. And then I think there's the flip side, you know, like there's a point where you push yourself to be like so grateful and so positive about it, but really you're not actually happy. And I think that's where I was at. You know, I was putting on like this grateful attitude and at some point I was just over it. (laughs) You know, I wasn't actually having fun. So there's definitely a balance there. Not going out when it's too big or too heavy, knowing when I won't have fun. Yeah, this is super important. And when you really start to understand and learn how to read the surf report and know what to expect, um, I think you just even get even better at this. And with that being said, this is probably a great reason to keep a surf log so you can make those decisions based on facts and data and your other experiences. Time limit, 30 minutes to an hour of average surf beats two hours of firing and constant drop-ins. I 100% totally, totally agree. And sometimes I've paddled out in shitty looking stormy surf. You know, if someone watched it from the cam, they would not go out. I've paddled out with just a couple of people and found peaks and had have had some of the funnest waves out there when the conditions were shitty. So I completely, completely agree. And sometimes that is way more fun than a super firing, pumping day. Okay, this one I absolutely love. 
knowing that above three to four, I will struggle. So I only go if I'm in the mood for productive struggle. I love this term productive struggle. I think that sometimes the struggle of surfing is so underappreciated and we're always trying to get to that next maneuver or strengthen up to get out the back and forget that that actual time that you're struggling is water time that you're logging and it does add up to being a more skilled surfer. Here's another confession to what boundaries have you created to keep surfing fun for you? I don't internalize it when dudes start yelling in the lineup. I definitely think this is super important. I do think though, for me personally, that even though we to not internalize some of the aggression that's happening out there, I don't think you can ever completely block it out. Not put so much pressure on how often I go. And, you know, I'm right there with you. Like I mentioned earlier, moving out here I knew was a sacrifice and that it's temporary and that there will be more waves in my future. So, yes, don't put so much pressure on how often you go. There will be more waves in your future. This just might not be the season of life where you get to surf all day every day. What boundaries have you created to keep surfing fun for you? I pick up other activities so I don't make surfing my only identity. Yes, this is so good. This is so, so important. Sometimes when people start taking surfing too seriously, it's important to step back. I mean, unless you're a professional surfer, then please go right ahead. But (laughs) sometimes I do see people take surfing way too seriously and it's important to step back and remember that it's just surfing. It's just like one part of your life and it's good to have that balance of other activities other places where you can put your time and energy and also like feel good and enjoy yourself and feel productive. I think this is such a great boundary and I really, really love that it's been submitted. Um, What boundaries have you created to keep surfing fun for you? If I'm not feeling it after 30 minutes in the water, it's okay to leave. Thank you so much for sharing that one. Yes, it's totally okay to leave and I just think it's so great that you put a time cap on it and you just let it be what it is. You don't always have to have like the most amazing time in the water, but I really admire that you still get out there and you still show up. I know it sounds like a crazy idea to suggest surfing less, but in my case, creating this healthy boundary and choosing to forego the most accessible breaks that are closest to me have actually resulted in me having way more fun when I can get out to breaks that I wanna surf at, even if they are further away and even if I get to go less often. I hope that this episode has inspired you to create healthy boundaries in your surf life or in any part of your life. And if at any time you're having trouble establishing healthy boundaries for a happy surf life, just remember, in the words of Anna Shea, ain't no dick that good. Well, lady, we've come to the end of our episode, but not the end of the conversation. Thanks again for joining me at Confessions of a Surf Lady. And if you want to stay in the loop, 
I would love if you joined my weekly newsletter, and you can do that by going to confessionsofasurflady.com forward slash join. You can also hit the link in the show notes or go to our link in bio on Instagram. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode and got something from it, take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Because more likely than not, there'll be something in this episode that somebody also enjoys or gains something from. A simple screenshot on Instagram is the easiest way to empower other women in our community. Thank you again for joining me on Confessions of a Surf Lady. And thank you for bringing your unique and beautiful self to our lineup. I'll see you again soon on our next episode.